and welcome back to the Ms. Disney Grams podcast. Today I will be sharing some of my first impressions of Pandora, the world of Avatar, which opened Memorial Day weekend 2017 at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So to start, I would say that I saw Avatar when it first came out in theaters, and I was honestly pretty underwhelmed by it. I thought that the special effects were amazing, but the story didn't feel that original to me, and I really didn't understand all the hype surrounding it. But as I heard what was going on when they were building Pandora at Animal Kingdom, I started to get more and more excited, even though I sort of resisted it a little bit because I hadn't liked the movie that much. Um, But by the time they started announcing the openings, I was really excited to go. And you may have heard back in my June Walt Disney World Trip Plans podcast that I had initially booked a trip in May to attend a passholder preview of Pandora. However, I got injured last minute and I wasn't able to attend. This was such a huge disappointment for me because it was something I had been looking forward to and I knew I wasn't going to be able to enjoy the low crowds in Pandora anytime soon um, since it's been very popular since it opened in the end of May. So in mid-June, I finally had the chance to visit Pandora, and it was definitely pretty crowded, which I did expect, but it was still a really enjoyable and amazingly immersive experience. Um, So today I just want to share some general observations and first impressions I had about Pandora without going into too much detail because I don't want this to provide too many spoilers for those listeners who haven't experienced it yet or are planning to very soon. So the first time I entered Pandora, it was late afternoon um, on a weekend and it was raining, which is often the case during hurricane season in Florida. Um, But we entered through the bridge that connects Pandora to Africa and that bridge can be found sort of past the entrance to Festival of the Lion King. And as you enter Pandora, you immediately don't hear the sounds anymore from Animal Kingdom in Africa and the sounds of Pandora sort of overtake your senses and it really is a huge difference. You immediately feel the sensation of entering a new place and any thought of Animal Kingdom kind of is out of mind which is pretty amazing. So um, that was the first impression I had of it and I just thought it was really cool how immersive it became immediately just a few steps into the land. So for me, I would say that those sounds were the first things that I noticed about Pandora. But shortly after, of course, I was just completely overwhelmed by what I was surrounded with visually. Um, The floating mountains are truly incredible close up and just all of the wildlife and the plants. It's sort of a mix of plants you might find here in Florida um, and ones that are native to Pandora. Um, It's just really cool. There's waterfalls everywhere. There's moss growing on things. You see traces, if you look closely, um, of the human impact on Pandora. So it's just a really cool land and I can't stress enough how immersed you feel in it. And it's kind of interesting how it's set up and the way that the landscapes were added. It really looks like that Pandora goes on for miles and miles. Even though if you look at a map of Animal Kingdom, you see it it is a relatively small area. Um, But just the sensation and that feeling that it could keep going and you could get lost wandering into the jungle um, really does exist when you're there. 
So the first thing we did in Pandora was walk around a little bit just to explore the environment. And like I mentioned, it was raining, so we probably didn't get to do as much as that of that as I would have liked. Um, but we did walk around, take some pictures with PhotoPass. There are a few PhotoPass photographers around. And um, we interacted with the environment. There are ways to do that. There's a drum show that occurs regularly throughout the day. And when the drummers aren't there, you can actually play with the drums yourself. And they sort of echo through a speaker so it's a really cool thing to play with um, and to listen to if you see the professional drummers there. Um, just walking around is really something I can't say enough that you should leave time for. Um, instead of rushing to one of the attractions or to Satuli Canteen um, or to Pangu Pangu to get food or drink, those are all great and you should definitely make time for that. But also leave some time to walk around and just explore because the detail level is really, really amazing. Another thing about Pandora is there are not a lot of signs. If you don't know where you're going or if you're not carrying around a park map, it might be hard to find some of the things that you're looking for, even though it is a relatively small area. Um, and I would say that the walking paths are pretty circular, so if you just keep walking, you'll eventually find what you're looking for. So um, it's not that big of an area, but I believe the lack of signage is pretty intentional. Um, it just kind of goes with the theming of the land. Even the restrooms are themed. You see like the grates and the metal that's incorporated into some of the bridges is rusted and old and it's just really neat to see the detail that went into this. So once we wandered around for a bit, we made our way to Flight of Passage, which is the simulator ride um, in Pandora. And we had fast passes, so unfortunately we didn't get to go through the really interactive queue with a lot of detail and it has the floating avatar and things like that, so I didn't get to see those that trip. Um, but we saved probably, I think the line was around 60 or 75 minutes, which honestly isn't too bad, but probably as a result of the rain, um, it was shorter than usual. But we used our fast passes, and even for that line, the queue was pretty interesting. You can have glimpses into the standby queue. And um, I really don't want to get into too much detail about Flight of Passage because honestly, even as someone who listened to a lot of reviews about the ride before I did it, nothing could really prepare me for what the experience was, and I'm not exaggerating. Um, it really is unlike any other ride I've ever done um, at Disney or anywhere else, and it's really, really amazing. So um, the one thing I would say is if you have anyone in your party who is prone to motion sickness, I've heard that if you stay toward the center of the ride, and I asked a cast member about this because uh, my mother is sometimes prone to uh, motion sickness, it's better to be towards the center um, because sort of like Soren, you're looking at one screen and you could be on one side or the other. Um, but no one in my party had any problems with it, nor did anyone who was um, riding with us. And it was really just an incredible experience. It is kind of a 4D type of thing. You experience smells and feelings, um, water being splashed on you and things like that. It's such a cool ride. And even the pre-show when you're getting matched with um, a banshee and an avatar, it's just a really fun experience. So. 
I would definitely suggest making it a priority if it sounds like something that you and the people you're traveling with would be interested in uh, when you go to Pandora. Because right now, there isn't really a tiered fast pass system in Animal Kingdom like there is at Epcot and Hollywood Studios. However, you're only allowed to choose one of the fast passes for Pandora. And having experienced both rides, including Flight of Passage and the Navi River Journey, which I'll get into next, um, I would say that Flight of Passage is definitely the show stealer in this case and that's what I would prioritize as a fast pass personally. The Navi River Journey we did not have a fast pass for obviously because we could only book one and I chose Flight of Passage but um, that one we did during extra magic hours which were offered from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. and I think that goes through mid-August now they um, extended it it was originally only through July 4th and um, Navi River Journey was really pretty. There was a lot of detail to look at. Um, we waited, I think, 36 minutes we timed in line uh, when it said a 35 minute queue, so it was pretty accurate. And um, you get into a small boat and you sort of just have a nice slow moving journey through the Pandoran wilderness. It's really cool. You can see some avatar walking in the background, um, a lot of different animals, and of course the Shaman of Songs who's at the end of the ride is really like just the most amazing thing. Um, she's really cool. She sings and her movements are just so fluid. So it's definitely worth experiencing. But again, if I had to make a choice, I would choose Flight of Passage just because I am someone who tends to enjoy um, rides that are more similar to that, something that's a little more intense, something that's a little more stimulating than the Navi River Journey, um, but it is a beautiful ride as well. Now, if you listened to my last podcast, you know that I booked the Rivers of Light dining package, and unfortunately, that was the same day we were experiencing Pandora because it was only a two-day, really, park two-park day trip um, over the course of a weekend. So that was the only day we were in Animal Kingdom, and as a result, we ate um, at Tiffin's, which was amazing, but we didn't get to eat at Satuli Canteen, which I really was hoping to do and hope to do on my next trip. I definitely want to make that a priority, and I especially want to try out the new mobile ordering that comes with Satuli Canteen. So I can't say anything about the food in Pandora, but we did walk into Satuli Canteen. It was a really, really cool place. It's really well decorated and themed. Um, the menu looked great. There are a lot of things that I want to try there. Um, so I definitely want to make that a priority when we go back. But we did stop at Pangu Pangu, which apparently means party party, which is the little bar outside of Satuli Canteen, and got the Night Blossom drinks, which is something I've seen on Instagram and all over the place. Um, and it really was a delicious drink. It was sweet and sour, but mostly sweet. It had the boba balls on top. It was a really nice pick-me-up. We were there late into the night because of extra magic hours. Um, so it really served as a pick-me-up, honestly. Everyone I was with was kind of like getting grumpy because it was the end of the day. And the Night Blossom really did like help turn us around and give us that last bit of sugar we needed to get through the evening at Pandora. So I thought it was a great drink. Honestly, it's probably big enough to share. And based on how sweet it is, I think it's something that you could probably share with someone um, but it's reasonably priced it's alcohol free um, so it's definitely worth a try if that's something you're into 
So lastly, I just want to touch on what Pandora is like at nighttime. It is very dark. There's not a lot of external lighting because it wouldn't work well with the theme. So um, unlike a lot of other parts of the theme parks, you walk around at night, it is dark. You can't see a lot of the other people who are walking by you, um, but there are a lot of props and things that are lit up with the bioluminescent um, around you. So the ground lights up in most of Pandora, which is really cool, makes for great pictures. A lot of the plants light up it's just really really beautiful at night um, so definitely worth checking out day and night I would say um, I would probably do the daytime first so that you have an idea of what it looks like and then you can see the transformation into nighttime I thought that was really cool you can revisit some of the same places and see the difference between day and night um, so that was really really fun so definitely leave time to walk around and observe the details during the daytime and the nighttime um, and one other thing I wanted to mention is because there's not a lot of external lighting other than the plants in the ground, I would, if you're planning to like take a lot of nice pictures, bring a tripod or something to stabilize your camera while you're in the park because it was very difficult to take uh, photos without moving and so a lot of them didn't turn out as nice as I would have liked them to. So something to keep in mind if you're into photography and you want to take some great nighttime photos, um, definitely bring something to stabilize your camera. We also spent some time in Wind Traders, which is the only merchandise shop in Pandora, and that was very cool. Definitely look up at the ceiling and see the details and the lighting that's going on when you enter Wind Traders. Um, for us, we entered through um, the end of the Flight of Passage queue ended, sort of, so you had to walk into Wind Traders, even though they're not technically attached to each other. Um, but that was fine. We were planning to go in anyway and check out the merchandise. Everything in the store is Avatar and Pandora themed which is kind of cool there's no Mickey Mouse things you can't buy mini ears and things like that there it's really all Pandora themed so it's kind of amazing how much new merchandise they created just for Pandora and so while we were there we bought a couple t-shirts and things like that but we didn't do any of the extra special experiences like purchasing a banshee or creating the small avatar figurines that you can have made to look like you um, but those are sound really cool and if there's anyone in your party who's interested definitely worth checking out so it's kind of neat that they have these unique experiences uh, even in the gift shop so um, that was a lot of fun to explore Okay guys, so that's gonna wrap up my first impressions of Pandora, the world of Avatar at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I hope you found this a little helpful and if you're planning a trip there soon, I hope it helped get you a little bit excited without providing too many details about what you're going to experience. Um, it really is worth a stop. It's an amazing place. Flight of Passage is definitely my favorite thing about it so far, but I can't wait to go back, experience it again, and try some of the food. Those are definitely the things on my list for next time and Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Ms. Disneygrams, and I will catch up with you in my next podcast. Bye bye.